guys, welcome to the Care Coach Lead Show. This is Andrew Frezza, joined by Melissa Dixon today, and we're gonna be talking about why all coaches need a movement assessment in their toolbox. And we've often brought up the movement assessment in the recent videos we've been posting on the Care Coach Lead YouTube channel, and we use it all the time in our gym. We talk about it all the time in our gym. But I talk to a lot of gym owners and coaches that are not yet using movement assessments and have never really learned a movement assessment. They've never done active life stuff or a functional movement screen. And they kind of are familiar with the concept of assessments, but they've never really formally gone through it themselves or used it on their clients. So today we just wanted to shine a light on what are some of the reasons you may want to have this tool in your toolbox. And we feel really strongly that all coaches should, regardless of whether you want to be the coach that is sort of making their living helping people get out of pain. Okay, so the main benefits that we see with movement assessments is number one, to make modifications to classes to help athletes continue doing classes or one-on-one -on -one training sessions and basically continue doing what they love without getting hurt. And then the second main benefit is for someone who wants to take the time outside of class or their normal training environment to fix this injury, the movement assessment can be the, the best way to target your corrective exercises to the specific issues and findings of that assessment. Yeah, I, I remember thinking back to before we took Active Life and we didn't have our own movement assessment, just thinking about you know a, a client coming to me and saying, hey, it hurts when I do toaster bar. And having that question mark in my mind of like, okay, I know how to modify for them, but our tactic immediately was avoid this movement, not hey, let's investigate why that hurts you, why you're feeling this pain. Maybe it's your range of motion. Maybe it's something going on that we can actually work towards solving. So it, it really gives you the roadmap of, of, okay, I have a step one of figuring out where to figure out what's going on in their shoulder or if there's something deeper that we need to look at, not just something that's irritating you because you're not capable of doing it. Yeah, whenever we're making modifications in class, we're always trying to preserve as much of the stimulus as possible. You know, both the metabolic stimulus of what that movement is creating, but also the movement pattern there. So if it is a toes to bar, you know, we're looking at that, that core demand as well as that hip flexion demand of that hip flexor. So, you know, if, if they're feeling pain, maybe we're moving them to a V-up or a dragon flag or something like that on the ground that would be as close resembling that but the movement assessment when we have that finding or just that view as a coach we we find that even those modifications can become even more targeted because of the knowledge that we have now when it comes to prescribing correctives this is where you have an athlete that is experiencing back pain they're experiencing knee issues and you might take them through the full movement assessment head to toe and then you might work with them for 90 days and program them accessory work, maybe take them out of class, maybe work with them in a personal training environment to solve that issue. And there's a lot of coaches that wanna take that route. There's a lot of coaches that are super passionate about getting people out of pain. Maybe they've been in pain themselves and they know what that feels like and they wanna help others get out of pain. But we've also found that there's a lot of coaches that aren't super passionate about that. They prefer to work with clients that are on the more healthy side, That are already in the game and just want to perform better, or just want to be able to lose weight or add muscle. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think you can ignore the pain and injury side completely because so many people have at least some sort of issue. It's very rare to find someone that has no issues, but I think there 
there's definitely a world where coaches who love the fitness performance side of things can refer out for pain stuff. They can refer to a PT. They can refer to a massage therapist. They can let someone else handle that. So today we want to talk about if you are that coach that doesn't, isn't super passionate about it, there's still value in knowing these movement assessments. And we want you to still lean in and learn it because we think it's really important. Yeah, I think one of the biggest ones that I see in this is like being able to bring it to the group class experience. So, um, you know, thinking about it from a group class coach perspective, someone who doesn't coach a lot of one-on-one -on -one sessions or have athletes coming to their gym that are, you know, sport-specific type athletes, you know, bringing this into your day-to-day -day and being able to see your clients that you see every day who cannot perform a below parallel air squat and you're constantly telling them to get below parallel and trying to coach them into a range of motion, things like that. This gives that coach a lot of clarity um, and, and gives them a tool to say, okay, well, why isn't this athlete getting into XYZ position and how do I look deeper into those, those issues that I'm maybe thinking like, oh, I've just told this athlete to get there so many times. Mm -hmm. I've tried to cue them knees out. I've tried to cue them butt down, chest up, all these things, and it's just not happening. So this, this tool can really enlighten coaches of what might be going on in those joints that's a bigger picture than just trying to get your butt down. Yeah, I, I really see how this has made coaches way more empathetic to the clients that they're working with because it's so easy to build that story. It's so easy to say this person's not coachable, this person's uncoordinated, this person isn't willing to push themselves, doesn't want to push themselves. And, and the, the fact of it might be that they're just not capable of it today. Their body just is limited in that range of motion or in that joint to be able to perform it. And once you, once you go through this uh, pattern of applying, doing movement assessments on people and then seeing how they squat and then seeing and talking to them, having conversations, getting feedback, and then doing more movement assessments and seeing how people squat, it begins to develop an awareness to all the gray that's out there. It's not just you either can or can't squat below parallel. There's a lot of gray there. And, and it builds empathy and it builds curiosity because then even without having the movement assessment, you may not stop someone in the middle of a workout who's squatting and be like, oh, let me do this assessment on you. But you might just ask a different set of questions that are more curious versus trying to just prescribe something or guess or worst case scenario, walk away and make up a story about how this person is not open to feedback. Yeah, I think the biggest way that it's opened my eyes to, let, like I'll continue on with the squat example, is you know, you, you'll see an athlete squatting and you're telling them, okay, they have a really immature squat. We've heard the immature mm -hmm. squat from CrossFit of that chest forward mm -hmm. and that butt back and they're, they're not getting deep because their chest is going forward and you're thinking, you know, maybe they're just not strong enough, they, they're not um, able to use their glutes, they're not strong in their core and what I've seen now is, you know, I, I started to ask questions like, okay, do you have hip pain? And you might say no. You might hear no. Oh, you don't have any knee pain? No. Back pain? No. Okay. Do you have tight ankles? Right? Mm -hmm. So I never would have talked about someone's ankles before mm -hmm. the movement assessment. And, and there's just things where you might hit these roadblocks and you're like, well, then clearly they're just not strong enough. But it might just be a right ankle limitation where they cannot get that knee to go forward over that toe. So they have to find 
physics and levers, they have to find mm -hmm. a way to balance out that body weight to be able to put their butt back at all. And a couple of stretches or a couple of banded exercises might improve that range of motion over the course of the next two or three months. And you see them as a totally different squatter. And you have a deeper relationship because you're the only person who took the time with that person to explore why they're struggling on this movement. Because likely if you're telling them to get below parallel, mm -hmm. so is the other coaches in your gym. And they're probably tired of hearing the same cues over time without any resolution and without someone actually taking that step to go deeper with them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I find that it's really sharpened my coaching eye to look for more things, to look at ankles, to look at hips, to look at, look at knees, and, and the ability to understand what I'm seeing, right? And I think when we, we start coaching, we kind of look at global movement patterns, okay? Squat pattern, hip, pat, hip hinge pattern, upper push, upper pull, and we kind of, uh, check the boxes on the big things, you know, is, is the, is the back spinal position look solid? You know, are they generally sending their hips back and is their weight in their heels? Are they generally driving their knees out or whatever it might be? And then over time, if you want to get to the next level of coaching where you sharpen that eye, you have to go, I find you have to narrow what you're looking at. You can't just look at the global pattern. You have to actually lean into a specific joint or, um, a, a specific area of their body to be able to see more and hone in on what am I maybe still missing. So what's great about the assessment is that's what it is. It is honing in on individual joints. And then when you pair that with seeing the full movement together, it really will sharpen your eye and what you're looking for. Yeah. And I think along the lines of like, we are care coach lead, right? So like we're leaning into care right now that the, the attitude you take into a client situation one-on-one -on -one or in a group class setting, it, it feels so much better for someone to come at in a conversation of cueing and correcting you when they're asking questions, they're being curious, and they have these tools in their arsenal to say like, all right, I told you to try to hold your chest up. Now I see something's preventing you doing that. Let's look at this joint, let's look at that mm -hmm. ankle. Oh, I was in a car accident and I have pins in that ankle. You're gonna feel a lot differently about, should they even be safe? Should I even try to address this mobility issue? You know, they have pins in it. They have, you know, this in, entire limitation that is anatomically defective. Okay, I'm not going to try to get them below parallel mm -hmm. anymore. And I want them to know, and I wanna educate them on the fact that they shouldn't be trying to go below parallel, yeah. or there might be something there that you discover that, hey, you know what, team, Andrew, all the, all the guys who coach classes with us, we need to talk about what happens with this lady, Kathy, because she's got you know, pins in her ankle and we need to work around this, so please try not to you know, get her as low as she can go. Yeah, it's amazing how many injuries come up, come to the surface once you start dialing in the nitty gritty of things. People just forget about stuff until you dial into specific things that you might, you might be leading, thinking are leading to um, you know, less than perfect technique. So last thing I wanna share with you guys is how you can incorporate this in a group class setting in a really simple way that you can be proactive with it. So one of the ways that we've done this is on a deadlift day or on a kipping day, you can take just one of the assessments as opposed to using all 10 of them. And after the end of the warm up, you can have people do a quick toe touch test. You can have them 
stand with their legs straight and take a second to reach towards the ground and just see how far they go and remind them to keep those legs straight, keep the knees locked out. And then while they're hanging there, you can say, okay, if you feel it in the calves, go ahead and stand up. If you feel it in the hamstrings, go ahead and stand up. And if you feel it in the back, go ahead and stand up. And you can do that in, in a progression so you can see who's feeling it where. And then you can also see how far each person is from the ground. And if you have athletes that are more than an inch or two from the ground and they feel pain or discomfort in their lower back, you can tell them today would be a great day to, to lift from risers. Today would be a great day to lift from plates when we do our deadlifts or our cleans or our snatches today. And that's more than likely gonna keep you safe, allow you to still do what everybody else is doing but do it in a way that's not taking you in a range of motion that you don't own passively, that now we're gonna load with speed and load and intensity. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite things to do is, is apply this in a group class setting so that you can affect the most amount of people. And I think it's the education piece that I like about it too, because a lot of times coaching in a group class when you're cueing someone and you know that they aren't owning that range of motion, you know that they can't get their back in a good position from the floor, it's a hard conversation to have and it becomes pretty uncomfortable if that person just really wants to still stay with deadlifts. Mm -hmm. But when we do it in a group class and they see other people who have the same limitations and see other people, you know, okay, well, three other people in this class are with me pulling from risers, we're all the same, I know she's got the back issue that I've got, it kind of takes a little bit of ego, a little edge off that um, competitive setting and people start owning their own limitations a little bit more without you having to have that one-on-one -on -one conversation as direct as you know you might have had if, it, if you're only trying to apply it with one person at a time. Yeah, and education leads to empowerment and I, I think that's huge and I think some coaches think that they have to be in like a seminar format, they have to have 20 minutes to educate someone. And you really don't. You can just simply say, hey, if you don't have that range of motion passively, then we definitely don't want to load that range of motion with speed and weight today. So we're gonna do it from a range of motion, which you do have, which is from risers. Like that simple education piece clicks with people. It clicks with a lot of people. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people are gonna get it. They're gonna understand, yeah, that makes sense. Why would I do something under load that I don't have without load, that I can't even do with the assistance of gravity, and I'm gonna now do this with 200 pounds or multiple reps or whatever it is. It puts the onus on the athlete more. I think it puts like that responsibility in the athlete's hands a little more, where sometimes I think that they, they're looking to us to keep them safe when we're cueing and correcting them. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they'll you know, sometimes point the finger back if they like, oh, well, it's, it's deadlifts. You know, I yeah. can't deadlift because <laughs> it's deadlifts. And maybe it's just the degree at which you're deadlifting because of your flexibility or mobility. And I like that when we put that education out there, they have a, they have a yes or a no. They have a black or a white to choose from. And, and that responsibility is really back on them. And it helps a coach feel empowered to say like, hey, you know, I noticed you were two inches short, but you're pulling from the floor. Are you sure you don't want me to grab some plates for you? Because I, I think you're not getting in the right position. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, I, I care about you. I don't want you to be hurt tomorrow. And I know you said your back always hurts after deadlifts. So it's kind of like chipping away that tough exterior that might exist for some of your clients. Yeah, so we'll wrap up there. I hope you guys see value in this. Um, we use Active Life for ours. That's where we learned our movement assessment. I know the FMS has one, the functional movement screen. 
And then I'm pretty sure MobilityWAD, which is its own app, and GoWAD, you can actually be like a client of theirs. And one of the first things that they have you do is a movement assessment. So you can kind of see it from the client side. And those of you guys that are experienced enough as coaches can probably take that assessment and, and incorporate it into uh, your own coaching as long as you know why you're using those assessments and what those assessments would tell you if you were to find people that aren't able to do them and are limited or finding pain in those positions. So um, find something that works for you and start incorporating your coaching. And if you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Andrew at FitTown.com or Melissa at FitTown.com. We're happy to help. So we'll see you in the next episode. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, it's Andrew again. So I really enjoy working with gym owners and coaches, and it's really my passion to raise the game for coaches in our industry and help gym owners succeed. And in order to do that, they're gonna need great coaches on their teams. So coming up soon, we're gonna be launching the next cohort of our Rockstar Coaching Intensive. So if you're a coach out there that is looking to raise your game, especially if you're someone that's in their first couple years of coaching or maybe even brand new to coaching, this is gonna be the perfect opportunity for you. And if you're a gym owner that has coaches on your team that fit this category, or you have potential new coaches, maybe an intern or someone in your membership that you want to hire, but you have no system for developing them and getting them up to speed, this is gonna be a perfect route for you to do it. So if you guys are interested, click on the link below. We'll be starting that next cohort soon. And I look forward to working with you guys in a nice one-on-one -on -one and group setting.